Swear I got a couple plans, I chill with the camp. Trying to make a couple bands, I chill. Going hard, baby. Ain't nobody playing, I chill. I'm a god. They calling me the man, I chill. Swear I got a couple plans, I chill with the camp. Trying to make a couple bands, I chill. Welcome to the B Block. I'm your host, Brandon Scott. I appreciate you for joining me. Yo, this is not the podcast that I had originally planned for you, man. I thought we was going to talk about good things, at least when it comes to the Texans. I thought it was going to be a positive Texans podcast. The Texans are coming off of a win. Not just a win, but their first back-to-back wins of the season. They hadn't done that all year. And they finally did that on Thanksgiving with their 41-25 win over the Detroit Lions. Embarrassed the Lions bad enough to where the Lions finally felt it necessary to put Matt Patricia out of his misery and to put Lions fans out of their misery by getting rid of him and general manager Bob Quinn. And just totally moving on from that whole experiment. And so the story, league-wide and as it pertains to the Texans, at least the way I saw it, was that just as the Texans seem to be getting things together, just as seem, just as things seem to be coming together for the Texans, it was falling apart for the NFL. Right, like if you if you look back early in the season, you saw that the Texans were struggling, and the NFL was doing well. Right, the Texans were struggling on the field. The NFL was doing well when it comes to the coach. And it'd be funny if it wasn't so sad. But that's totally flipped up now. And it's the Texans that are thriving, I thought. And it was the league that was now struggling. That was the podcast that I thought I was going to do. And then toward the end of the day, Monday, I learned that not just Will Fuller, but Bradley Roby as well are going to be lost for the season. Turns out, and who knew, Turns out Will Fuller is A-Train. I don't know if y'all watched The Boys. A little TV show about the rogue superheroes who take the compound V, soups them up. But it turns out that Will Fuller is one of those. Bradley Roby, too. They're, they're soups. They're soups. And I had no idea. Wouldn't have guessed it, but it turns out these guys are soups. And so what does this mean? What does this mean for the Texans? What does it mean for their immediacy? And what does it mean for their future? Because one thing about this is that Will Fuller and Bradley Roby, even with the Texans in transition, you had to think that the two of them were included 
in their future. I know there was a discussion about that, and there is going to be an ongoing discussion about that with Will Fuller as regard to his future because he is an upcoming free agent or he does have an, ex- an ex- expiring contract, and you do have to figure out what your future is going to be with him. Bradley Roby just signed a three-year deal during the offseason and was presumably going to be a part of your plans for the next two years, but the way that things are going with Bradley Roby in year two with the Texans is not good. In fact, it's bad enough at this point to where you are considering whether you even want to deal with him anymore, if you even want to keep him around or if you want to cut ties. The thing with that, though, is that he is by far and away your best cover guy on the team, which in and of itself is an issue. That should not be a thing. But it is. So you got to deal with that. It is really, really, really interesting what you end up doing with these guys. First thing I thought about, I'm going to be honest with you, and I know I'm supposed to be thinking about this from a Houston perspective, from a Texans perspective. How does this impact the Texans? We already know how it impacts the Texans. Will Fuller is their number one receiver you don't have your number one receiver. That's how it impacts the Texans very clearly. Like it, it's not, it's not subtle losing Will Fuller. If he's your most productive guy as a receiver, it means you don't have your number one receiver and your number one guy is your number one guy for a reason, right? Like he's not number one by accident. But the first thing that I thought about was, damn, what must the Packers be thinking about right now? Do y'all remember at the trade deadline what the discussion was, what the back and forth was about Will Fuller and the Packers? How the Packers within their own organization could not agree on the value of Will Fuller, the trade value of Will Fuller. How much should they give up for a guy who might just be a rental, a guy who they might just be getting for this season because Aaron Rodgers didn't have a second option behind Devontae Adams? Because absent of Devontae Adams, Aaron Rodgers seemingly had nothing. And this would give them a legitimate number two receiver. Like, the discussion around here about Will Fuller is whether he's a number one receiver because he just so happens to be the best receiver that they have now. And maybe he is a number one receiver. But as a number two receiver, we saw how that went. That's pretty damn good. But I couldn't help but think about the Packers and their own internal disagreement about the value of Will Fuller and the Texans, to their own credit, standing their ground about the value of Will Fuller. And we got the great quote produced by Romeo Cornell, or I should say provided by Romeo Cornell about one of the deluxe nuts, deluxe nuts package, not accepting anything less than the deluxe nuts package for Will Fuller. And then he goes out there and he plays well and he shows you why. And Romeo Cornell explains to you, yeah, this is why I wouldn't take anything less than the deluxe nuts package for Will Fuller. How glad do the Packers have to be right now for not paying a deluxe nuts package for Will Fuller for a possible rental? Now, the Packers are going to be in the playoffs. So six games 
you figure that's the end of the season and maybe he misses the first. It's possible that they could have gotten him back, but you trading you trading draft capital for a guy who is going to miss six games in a half a season rental? Packers got to be just feeling like they dodged a huge bullet here. And whoever it was that had them convinced that Will Fuller was the answer, which he could have been, he, oh my God, could you imagine Will Fuller right now with Aaron Rodgers? Especially with Aaron Rodgers not having a lot of options. Man, that would be spectacular. But the rug would have been let right out from under him to find out that what they paid a deluxe nuts package for was this PED suspension, six games. Now, on the other side of it, you might think, well, why didn't the Texans trade him? Are the Texans going to look back and think, well, we regret this now. We should have traded him. We should have made a deal for this guy because it has been pointed out this could have very well been Will Fuller's last, like what you saw from Will Fuller, the amazing performance on Thanksgiving Day. Those back-to-back touchdowns that seem to happen like in real time seem to happen within five minutes of each other. That could have been the last of what you see from Will Fuller. That could be it. It's possible. Even knowing that this season could be it. You did not think that it could end like that. Probably not. You did not think it would end with a suspension. Disgracefully. So, just for the record, to get the news item out of the way, Will Fuller claims that he consulted with outside medical staff, not Texans medical staff, and it's being reported by Aaron Wilson at the Houston Chronicle that Will Fuller and Bradley Roby saw the same person outside of the Texans medical staff, and I guess we're given some kind of similar advice or attention in this matter, and and. That is the commonality here. Like these things are related with Bradley Roby and Will Fuller. That is the news. I find it hard to believe that Will Fuller and Bradley Roby as veterans in this league now. Will Fuller in his fifth season. Bradley Roby, I believe, in his seventh season. Guy that's been in the Super Bowl, won a Super Bowl with the Denver Broncos. Will Fuller, like I said, fifth season. These are not these are not rookies. These are not youngsters. Young people, but not youngsters in the league. And then with the stakes as high as they are, especially for Will Fuller. Bradley Roby just got his money. Stakes still high. But Bradley Roby just got his money. Will Fuller's money's on the way. Stakes as high as they are. I find it hard to believe that these guys would be this careless in this moment. I find it very, very difficult to believe that Will Fuller, knowing that a big payday is right around the corner, knowing that this going the wrong way could jeopardize, like there's no way he did not know the risk. There's no way that he did not know the ramifications There is no way that Will Fuller did not understand the weight of completely trusting an outside doctor and not getting it cleared 
either through the team or through the league or however it is that you do that. There is no way they could have that big of an oversight. And if they did, that's just as big of a problem. That means we've got some judgment issues here. Now, there seems to be this belief that Will Fuller and the situation is going to make him somehow cheaper or make it easier to bargain with him when it comes to a new deal for Will Fuller. And I hope that's true for the Texans' sake. I really do hope it's true for the Texans' sake because they don't have any bargains. They don't have any real bargains, like impactful bargains. The ones, I, I guess the last ones that they had would have been Deshaun Watson and, and Zach Cunningham, and they decided to pay those guys. Deshaun Watson, I get. Zach Cunningham, we could debate. But Will Fuller, here is a bargain that fell into their lap that they did not ask for. Here is a gift that they did, did not necessarily deserve or earn in any kind of way where they can kind of play hardball a little bit with Will Fuller between his background with injuries, his injury history, and now this. I mean, you basically can go to the guy and say, you've never been healthy for a full season, and the only time you were healthy, turns out you were taking a banned substance. Or at the very least, you were suspended for testing positive for a banned substance. You're not reliable. Maybe somewhere in the contract, they get creative with, setting it up to where there are uh, stipulations in the contract where if this sort of thing happens again, they can, they'll have voids and things like that. Like they can get creative with this. They can get thoughtful with this in terms of how they go forward with Will Fuller. So yeah, maybe this does mean a good thing with the negotiating. I hope it does. But the truth of the matter is, He's worth more to the Texans right now than he is to anybody else. I mean, you've got a proven track record with Will Fuller and the success with Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson is on the record with how much or how he feels about Will Fuller. He said he didn't say there'd be hell to pay, but he said something to, something to that effect. You're right. It'd be hell to pay or it'd be hell. It'd be hell if they did that, if they had traded Will Fuller. Like he made it clear while laughing about it. And and pointing out that he was serious about it while laughing that trading Will Fuller was not something that he wanted to happen. And I imagine that whatever's going on with this has not made him pivot in any way. I'm talking about a guy that's already lost the best receiver in the game and has a consolation prize, he might have had the best number two receiver in the game, or at least one of them, let's say. Let's not get carried away. But at least he had one of one of the best number two receivers in the game. Like with a competent offensive staff, with a competent offensive coordinator and play caller, who knows what this offense could have been? Like if Bill O'Brien hadn't been holding it back for all of these years, who knows what they could have actually been? But Deshaun Watson, who you are dedicated to, absolutely dedicated to and should be. This is a guy that that he wants around. You already see that the McNairs are seeking his opinion on what they do with management, I guess with the head coaching decision and all of that, which they should. 
You think he doesn't have an opinion about this? You think he doesn't want his guy, Will Fuller there, the guy that we just saw wreak havoc on Thanksgiving, albeit against the Lions, but we've been watching him play all year at a high level? You don't think that Deshaun Watson wants him back? Hey, man, you can think the Texans have some kind of advantage in these negotiations, and maybe they do, but don't forget how badly they still need Will Fuller and how badly the ones that matter the most over on Kirby still want Will Fuller, I'm sure. Don't lose sight of that for a second because that matters in this whole thing. With Bradley Roby, you've put yourself in the situation where you've got a guy that you can't really rely on who just happens to be the best one in your position group. And you couldn't find, I, I think it is a somewhat of a disgrace that they can't find a guy who is both better and more reliable, more professional than that. Between the situation that happened earlier in the year at practice, the reason why they didn't let him play, and then now this. You did it to yourself. And then and now what what do you got at cornerback? Bradley Roby's out for the year. What was the story of the team when Bradley Roby was out? What they going to do with no Bradley Roby? Because the drop-off, right? We talked about this. Talked about it with my guy Cody Stoops. The drop-off from Bradley Roby to the next best guy at cornerback is drastic. Way more drastic than it should be, especially if Bradley Roby's going to be your best guy, right? Your second best guy can't be that w- much worse than Bradley Roby. And Bradley Roby's good. Bradley Roby's good. He should be your number two corner. But if he's your number one, your number two better be something like him. Right? They don't have that. Now, fortunately, the Texans aren't really playing for anything. They're not going to the playoffs. Uh, playing for pride. You know, like, it, no harm, no foul, right? I will say that. Look, the positive thing is that what happened this year. Go ahead and get Will Fuller signed to a long-term deal. Let this nonsense happen this year in a throwaway year and a year that turned out to be not fruitful at all, To be in a year that turned out to be one where you're wasting Deshaun Watson anyway. You might as well shove Will Fuller. Get this thing nipped in the bud. Figure out what's going on. Maybe have a heavier hand in what Will Fuller's doing in the offseason and who he's talking to and what he's putting in his body. Maybe micromanage that a little bit more. I don't know. Put it in the contract and say, next time this happens, we're taking all your money. We're not giving you none of the money that we said we would. Maybe you can do that. But you need Will Fuller. Because remember the last time you got rid of your number one receiver? You were fortunate enough that you had a number two that could step in. You're fortunate enough that the quarterback you have likes to throw the ball downfield and the guy that steps up is a vertical threat. What you going to do with our Will Fuller next year? <laughs> How many Texans fans were like, when they saw, I know I did the Green Bay Packers thing because like I'm, like knee deep in the stories, but how many Texans fans? I'm really curious. Were like, and 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 we do this periodically when something happens, and we and we get, are, are shell shocked and and jaded, and think about all the ways in which we've been 
somewhat jilted as a fan base, right? How many Texans fans were like, damn, it sure would be good to have DeAndre Hopkins. Damn, it sure would be good to have Kenny Stills, who they just waved apparently for no for no reason at all, for no good reason at all. I guess because he didn't want to be on a loser no more. I can't blame him for that, but man, it sure would be good to still have Kenny Stills. He was just on the team last week. Who had the Texans losing Will Fuller and Kenny Stills all in the same week? Anyone place bets on that before the season? Because I feel like you could have won a lot of money. Being Kenny Stills and Will Fuller being lost in the same week post-trade deadline. I think maybe some folks might have thought that, especially with the lack of success, with the with the failures of the team, that maybe the Texans would get rid of these wide receivers. Maybe they would be having some kind of fire sale. They didn't do that. We're damn near to the end of the season. The Thanksgiving, we have a Thanksgiving game. Kenny Stills injured, not involved in the offense anyway. Kind of weird. Don't understand why they can't get him involved in the offense. But Will Fuller has a monster day. Not even a week later, neither one of them is playing for the team anymore. Will Fuller obviously still on the team, but suspended. Not useful to the team at this point. Kenny Stills, not on the team at all. And to think I wanted to get on here and talk about how well the Texans were doing in the midst of the league struggling with this COVID. Texans had their own little COVID scare or their own little COVID situations. It seems like pretty much every team has dealt with it at this point, some to larger degrees than others. But, you know, I was going to pat the Texans on the back and kind of tongue-in-cheek look at the league and say, man, if y'all could get y'all lives together, if y'all could get y'all world together, the Texans are here and ready, baby. Deshaun Watson is out here slinging it. Deshaun Watson is out here looking like a top-five quarterback in the league. He's ready to make it happen. Y'all just got to stop spreading this COVID around so we can get these games off. Earlier in the season, we had a Tuesday game. I, I was going to call it a Tuesday night game, but I don't feel like it was all the way at night. It, I, maybe it would be night now after daylight saving, but I don't think it was night then. Either way, we had a Tuesday foot. We had a Tuesday NFL game, which I don't remember. I, you know, I don't recall that happening. I can't remember watching a, a Tuesday NFL game before. And now we're gonna get a Wednesday one. At least that's what at the t- at the time of this recording, that was the latest that I had seen. Hell, it could be different by the time I press publish on this thing. But that's what I thought we were going to do. Thought we were going to pat the Texans on the back for getting their world together just as the NFL's was collapsing. But no. Will Fuller got to go be A-Train. Bradley Roby. Dang, who would Bradley Roby be? Is he the is he the fish dude? I don't know. I don't want to put that on him because the fish dude was he he did some 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 pretty foul stuff early, very early on in the series that I don't want to put on Bradley Roby. But you get what I'm saying. These are soups. Man. 
Anyway, that's it for this edition of the B-Block Podcast. I wanted to give y'all a quick programming note. This is pretty big, at least for me. If you catch this before, let's call it Tuesday, December 1st at 2 o'clock p.m. Central Time, you might catch this before, you might catch this after. If you catch it after, oh well, disregard. Or go check out sportsradio610.com and look at the podcast section if you miss it. But you can catch it live. I'll be on with Ron the Show Hughley, hosting from 2 p.m. to 6. Clint's going to be out for the next couple of days. And since I'm here in the building, since I know what's going on with these sports, since I got a pretty good working relationship with Ron and Tyler Milner, the producer, why not? Why not chat sports for about four hours with the people, with the people of Houston? So if you are inclined, if you listen to this podcast and you like this podcast, if you made it this far into the podcast, that means that you are clearly interested in some of the same things. You can find them on Sports Radio 610. You can listen on the radio.com app, sportsradio610.com, or the old school way, just flip on the AM dial to 610. If you're in Houston, check us out. We're going to have fun. We're going to talk about some of these same things that are not fun for Texans fans to deal with. But I promise you it is better to smile, better to laugh, and not take it too seriously. All right, y'all be good. Till next time.